Good morning. Today's daf in Nazir Mem Tess. We're in Mem Chesem base. We're starting halfway down in the Amud. We're going to be beginning with the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. But before we get to the Shita of Rabbi Akiva, obviously that's a counter Shita and that goes against the uh, conventional thinking that we introduced ourselves to yesterday. What is that conventional thinking? So the Gemara yesterday asked and answered one single question. The entirety of Mem Ches is a single question that's being presented, and that is a Kohen Gadol, a Nazir, cannot be Matami for anybody. A Kohen Gadol, a Nazir, cannot be Matame, not Rechokim, not people who are non-related, but even Krovim, even people who are related. So uh, if any one of the Zion Krovim, any one of the seven relatives, which are mother, father, sister, brother, spouse, son, daughter, I just went, I just went from the top to the bottom generationally. So if any one of those were to die, so then the Halacha is, is that you are Matame, Kohen, Kohen, Hedjot, a regular Kohen is Metame, but yet for the, for the Nazir, for the Kohen Gadol, ain't a Metame. So you're not going to be Metame for any one of those uh, seven relatives. So the, uh, that's a Pasuk in the Torah, meaning really the truth of the matter is, is that you do not need drushes for that. That is clear. By the Kohen, in other words, there are two Parshios in the Torah, one Parsha in Emor and the other one in Naso. Emor deals with the Kohen Gadol, Naso deals with the Nazir. In, in Emor, the Pasuk is, Chafal of Yud Aleph, 2111, and that is Valkal Nafshos Meslo Yavo Lavivalimolo Yitama. That you cannot be Matami neither for the mother for the for, for the father. That's in that's in Emor. And in Parsha's Naso, so the uh, the Pasuk says, Call you may he zero la shamal al nefesh meslo yavo. La vivalimo la chivla choso lo yitama lahemba mosam ki nazer lo kavarosho. So once the uh, once the Nazar's wearing his crown, his nazer. Right, uh, just uh, I mentioned parenthetically, Nazer is the only Nazir in the in in, in the parsha, right? In the parsha itself, right? Twenty one psukim in in uh, in um, in Perik Vav of Bamidbar. So um, if you count up the number of times that you have a derivation, uh, the root of the word Nazer, Nazir, Nun Zayin Reish, so it comes out to a total of twenty nine. Uh, twenty nine times it's written in the Torah. So uh, why is that significant? So if you remember, this course takes us back to the beginning of the Masechta, because it's a Machlokus Amarayim, whether Stam Naziris is going to be 30 days or 29 days. So the uh, so if you count it up in total, it's going to come out to a total of 29. So, uh, and that's how that's how one of the Sheetahs got to 29. Uh, the other Sheetah was that, no, it's Stam Naziris is 30 days. How do I know that? Well, first of all, the Mishnah says it, but um, parentheses within a parentheses. But, the, uh, but on top of that also, it says the word Yiyah. Right? And Yiyah and Gematria is 30. Okay. But the other sheet is that it's 29. And I know that because I count up the number of times it says the word Nazir in the Parsha, and it says it 30 times. And then, and then you have your fact checkers, uh, Tosos. Tosos says, okay, and, and what happens if you actually count it up? Meaning, okay, now count it. And Tosos points out that it doesn't count for 29. It actually counts up for 30 times. Okay. So Tosos uh, says that this word Nazir, right, right here, the one that we're looking at right now, Ki Nazir Elokavarosho. So Nazar over here is, is, is the only word not to be counted. Why? Because it's not talking about the Nazar. It's talking about the crown on his head. Now, the Nazar doesn't actually wear a crown on his head, but in other words, crown over here is an adjective. It's a description. He's crowned. Okay, so the uh, Satosa so says this word is not going to be counted towards the count, and therefore, without this word, it comes out to 29 words. Okay, close parentheses. We are back. Anyway, so just uh, the, that was just a... A, a nice tour of the earlier part of the Masechta. But meanwhile, over here, so uh, we have a Parsha in, in, in Emor. We have a Parsha in Nasa. So both of them are, are, are arriving at the conclusion uh, in Emor that a Kohen Gadol cannot be Matami for Krovim. And for a Nazir, uh, cannot be Matami for Krovim as well. Good. 
That's all starting point. That's just, that, that's the ABCs. And then after that, the Gemara yesterday asked a single, a singular question. Okay. What if a Nazir or a Kohen Gadol were to encounter a Mace Mitzvah? Mace Mitzvah, Mace where? Right now, nobody's tending to it. In other words, it's discovered. No family members, no, even if there are family members, but no one's tending to it. No one's taking care of it. No one's bearing it. So we have now an opportunity of what's called a Mace Mitzvah. And so what we learned in the course of yesterday's daf is that a Nazir or a Kohen Gadol, if given an opportunity to do the Mitzvah, Mace Mitzvah, so then they're going to be overriding their Nazirs and overriding their, uh, their, their Kohen Gadolness in order to tend to the Mace Mitzvah. How do I know that? So that was yesterday's daf. That was a, that was a question that we asked in yesterday's daf. And why did we ask that question yesterday? Because yesterday we began the seventh parak of the Masechta. Yesterday's daf, really two, two days ago, right? Mem Zion. So we uh, we opened up, and then the opening of Mem Zion. So uh, the, um, the the question was of the Mishnah. Well, what if I have a Kohen Gadol and I have a Nazir, and they're walking uh, side by side on the road, and they encounter Mace Mitzvah? Okay, so which now should yield to the other? Who should be doing the mitzvah? Meaning, both of them have a heter to do so, but who is heter is quote-unquote stronger? Or maybe the better way to ask the question is, who has more kedusha, even though both of them have the highest level of kedusha regarding tumah, but who has even more kedusha that they should, they should right, uh, basically hand over the reins of the mitzvah to the other one? If you remember the Mishnah, it was machlokas between, uh, be, be, between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim in terms of who should, who should be doing the mitzvah. But, uh, it's some, what the, what the Mishnah was assuming is, is that each one by themselves does in fact have the mitzvah of Mace Mitzvah. So how do I know that each one of them by themselves have the mitzvah of Mace Mitzvah? That was yesterday's daf. Nazir Mem Ches deals with the very fundamental question. How do I know that when given the opportunity of Mace Mitzvah, they should take advantage of Mace Mitzvah. That was yesterday's daf. And, in a nutshell, how do, what did we say yesterday? Drushas. A series of drushas that get us to that position. So we noted yesterday that when it comes to the Nazir, so how many family members are, are mentioned regarding the Nazir? So there's a total of four family members that are mentioned. And why do I have all four of those family members mentioned? So that's what we did, that's what we discussed yesterday. And really what comes out is the word achiv, meaning aviv already is for one drasha, and imo is for xereshava, and achiv, that's the number three of the family members. So from the word achiv, we learned yesterday's daf, that uh, the, uh, that the nazir is going to be mitame for a mace mitzvah. Okay. That was, that was a synopsis of really the beginning of the parakin yesterday. Rabbi Akiva Omer. So Rabbi Akiva now is going to have a different derivation. So now we are in Mem Chesamad base. We're halfway down in the Amud. And now we're learning the way Rabbi Akiva is saying it over. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Uh, right, we have the word Nefashos. Okay, the Bach adds the Al Nefesh. So Al Nefesh Elo Rechokim, Mace Elo Akrovim. So we just from, just from the words Al Nefesh. So that's a reference to the Rechokim. And the word Mace is Krovim. Okay, so already, according to Rabbi Akiva, we know that a Nazar cannot be Metami for neither a Chokim or Krovim, simply from the very first phrases of the Pasuk. Right, we are in, um, we are in Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zion. Right, right now we're quoting from Pasuk Vav. Kol Yemei Hizirol Lashem Al Nefesh. That's Rechokim. And Mace, that's Krovim. So now, 
And now for Aviv in Emo, you're not going to be Matame, but you are in fact going to be Matame for a mitzvah La'achiv. And what do we do with the, with the word La'achiv? Meaning already Mace Mitzvah is generated from Aviv and Emo. Okay. So now, Achiv, what, what is that for? So Matame, sorry, La'achiv, Shima Yakoin Gadol Vehu Nazir. So let's say he's both a Kohen Gadol and he's a Nazir. Meaning he's both. Kohen Gadol is not, uh, even though he's on the highest level of Kedusha. If let's say he wants to become a Nazir, why not? <coughs> he can become a Nazir. So the Kohen Gadol Vehu Nazir La'achiv and Matame Matame Hu Mitzvah. Ah, despite the fact now that he has not one but two Kedushas, he has a compound Kedusha. Of both Kedushas Kohen Gadol and Kedushas Nazir, nevertheless, he still is not going to be Matame for a mace, but nevertheless, he's going to be Matame for a mace mitzvah. And La Choso, and now what do we do for La Choso? And then the Gemara says, yeah, but when it comes to, when it comes to La Choso, Rabbi Kiva is going to do the same thing that we did previously. And that is, is that no longer we're describing a Kohen Gadol, no longer we're describing a Nazir. We're just now talking about Stam, uh, right, uh, high, uh, priorities and mitzvahs. Meaning that if you're doing mitzvahs and, 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 and you're doing a mitzvah, an important mitzvah, right? Remember I said this yesterday. What do you mean important mitzvahs? All mitzvahs are important. In other words, the mitzvahs of either the mitzvah of Milo or the mitzvah of, 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 of Karben Pesach, they're important because failure to do either one of those mitzvahs would result in an israkaris. It's the only two mitzvahs in which if you don't do the mitzvah, there's an onish. And not only an onish, but an onish of karis. <laughs> Avivi he lumps as, as one drush. Yes. He splits as, as two drush. It's, 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 it's an excellent observation. I made the same observation uh, myself. I'm not clear as to why Avivi are consolidated to one. Okay, but that's great observation. Okay, uh, fine. Um, now it comes out now that Rabbi Kiva is going to arrive at all the same conclusions that we arrived in yesterday. It's just that he darshans the Pusik a little bit differently. And so now, for a good part of today's daf, it's a short daf today. So for a good part of today's daf, we're going to do the, the classic, and that is the back and forth. Okay, uh, what is Rabbi Akiva going to do with the Tanakama's drasha? Okay, and back and forth. Okay, so the Rabbi Akiva, Gzereshava, the Rabbi Minale. Okay, so what about the Gzereshava Rabbi? Where does Rabbi Akiva generate that from? Because no longer do we have the word emo available for the Gzereshava. Let's remind each other, what is the Gzereshava? Again, this is Chazar from yesterday's daf. It's excellent. And that is, the Gzera Shepherd tells us the following, that a Kohen Gadol cannot be Matami for a, for Thomas Mace, but a Kohen Gadol can be Matami for Tsaras and for Ziva, meaning the, the, he is not prohibited from exposure to those types of Toma, even though Tsaras, we, we pointed this out yesterday, Tsaras is very close to death, right? Uh, when, um, when Miriam got Tsaras. So the comparison was, is that she's like, she's like a dead person. Okay, but it's a comparison it's not literal. So over here, so we learned yesterday that because we have the word emo, both by Nazir and by Kohen Gadol, so we know now that the uh, that there is an allowance for both of them, the Kohen Gadol and the Nazir, to have exposure to Thomas Saras and Thomas Ziva. So that was Xerishava Rebbe. Now, but according to Rebbe Akiva, we no longer have it available, meaning it only worked yesterday because we had the, we freed up the word emo. But according to Rebbe Akiva, we didn't. So the Rabbi Kivak Zereshava the Rabbi Minale Amalacha Kevin Damar Mari Maya Kohen Gadol Nazir LeChav Nimetamev Nimetamu LeMeis Mitzvah Malik Kohen Gadol LeChude Malik Nazir VeKohen Gadol. So in other words, so according to Rabbi Akiva, uh, so he'll say to you as follows 
that even though he had a, he had a drasha for Kohen Gadol and for Nazir, a Kohen Gadol and Nazir is not going to be Matame, but will be, but will be Matame for a Mase Mitzvah. The truth of the matter is, is that if each one of them by themselves is allowed to be Matame for a Mase Mitzvah, so then I take the compound of the two, and what difference does it make? Meaning we would have known that point anyway. So basically what we did is we freed up a word. Once we freed up a word, it allows now for the Gzereshavah. Now, according to Rabbi Yishmael, what if he's both? What if he's both a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir? So, So, fine. So, and according to Rabbi Yishmael, who seems to be the, the Bar Plukta, the one arguing with Rabbi Akiva, so he'll just simply say, I don't need a Drusha for both, because once I have a Heter for one, so then I just assume that if there's a Heter for one, there's a Heter for both. Achos Olamali. Uh, what do we do with the achoso? So sakadat chamin kishar rechman lameis mitzvah nazir v'kohen di iser lavehu. So the uh, so I would have thought as follows. So when the the uh, the kohen has a heter uh, for a meis mitzvah, that's when he's a nazir. That's when he's a kohen gadol. Why? Because kohen nazir kohen gadol. There's a lavim in the Torah. Avamila pesach dekareis lo yitamei lameis mitzvah. But when it comes to the mitzvah of Mila, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the Karm Pesach, so those are isure kares. Now they're not isure kares, by the way. Again, that's not the best way to describe them. They're mitzvahs kares. Okay. Sorry for getting technical. The point is, is that we're now looking at well past alav, meaning kares is more significant than alav. Now again, it happens to be that in these cases there are positive commandments, but still you're now at the threshold of kares. So I would have thought, okay, now, now that Kares is on the other side of the equation, meaning on one side of the equation we have Mace Mitzvah, on the other side of the equation we have Kares, so I might have thought, okay, Kares is now going to tip the side of the, uh, of the equation, and therefore I'm, I, you would have seriously considered that both Prismila and Karim Pesach is going to be greater than, meaning it's not going to be, right, it's not going to be less than sign, it'll be a greater than sign. It's greater than that of Mace Mitzvah, you, that's, what, that's the thinking, Kamash Malan. Okay, so the, the Chiddush is, no, that the, uh, the Mace Mitzvah is still going to be trumping Isure Kares, the Mitzvah's Kares. Ule Rabbi Akiva Mech Viloshna Kohen Gadol Lechudeh Viloshna Kohen Gadol Vehu Nazir. Nafke Melachiv. So now, according to Rabbi Akiva, we're on the top of Mentes Amad Aleph. So the Gemara says, so let's think this through. It doesn't matter if we're talking about a Kohen Gadol. It doesn't matter if we're talking about a Kohen Gadol who's a Nazir. So he's, he's learning it from the word Melachiv. So if, in fact, that's the case. So la'aviv ulimo lamali. So now it comes out that la'aviv ulimo really becomes superfluous and unnecessary. So why does the Torah have to, uh, have to teach me now that, the, um, that regarding the Kohen Gadol, so uh, why does the Torah have to add the words la'aviv ulimo? So tzri chadi kasav aviv hu havamina hainu taimid lo metamilei mishum dechazak ba'amahu. Aval imo diyadinan diyalda say litame la. So the Gemara says, because maybe had it not said Aviv Ima, I could have made the following distinction. Really interesting distinction between father versus mother. Okay? And I know I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking um, really irreverent questions. But we, we get to ask them in the daf. That's what we get to do. How do you know your father's your father? Okay? He told you. Halachically, legally, how do you know your father's your father? So again, what, what, what we have in, a, in halacha is what's called a... Chazaka. In other words, there are certain assumptions that we make in life. 
Right? Are, the, are, are those assumptions factual? Halachically, yes. Yes. Right? Uh, elsewhere, the Gemara describes and discusses what happens when you hit your father. So if you hit your father, if you hit your father or your mother, so it's a, it's a capital offense. It's a capital offense. You're put to death. Okay, uh, there are more details involved in that halacha, and uh, we, don't, we don't have the death penalty now, so you'll forgive me. I'm just, right now, I'm just making a point, and I'm not going through details. So, uh, so but over here, what the, uh, the, the Gemara elsewhere says, okay, you hit your father. Are you sure he's your father? Meaning, how do you know he's your father? Meaning, right now, we're looking at capital penalty. You're right, the person is going to be subject to the death penalty because he hit his quote-unquote father. I'm putting that in air quotes. Maybe it's not his father. So this is what's called the chazaka. A chazaka tells us that there are certain assumptions that we make in life that are so strong that it will, in fact, tell us, it will inform us in terms of the fact that he's your father. Oh, okay. And as far as your mother's concerned, it's more than a chazaka. Because, in other words, your mother gave birth to you. Now, I know you don't have memory. Right, the, uh, but still, there's institutional memory that she's the woman who gave birth to you. So with the mother, so you know with more definitiveness. But with your father, however, right? And again, by the way, I know this is irreverent, but you know we get to talk like this in the Gemara. How do you, how do you know it was your father who impregnated your mother? Maybe it was somebody else who impregnated your mother. And again, right? We're just discussing that in the context of, and I should receive the death penalty as a result of that. So that's called chazaka, and the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is going to be yes, but at least for a moment we get the challenge simply because how how well do we know this information? Okay, so that's exactly the point. So have I mean I would have thought Ah, so if it, not, it had the pasuk not said both mother and father, I would have said look for dad. So we'll say to the Kohen God, we're not even we're not hundred percent sure he's your father. So you know what? Don't be matame him. But with your mother, well, you do know 100%, so then you should be matame for her. Okay? That's the, that's why I need father. And we can go in the other direction. Now, when, and now if the Torah only would have said mother, so I would have said like this. Sorry. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was right. And if the Torah would have said mother, I would have said so that, yeah, you're right. You're, you're not going to be matame for the mother. Do you know why? Because as far as Yichus is concerned, so your mother gave birth to you. That, that part's true. And, and, and thank her for that. But, but in other words, but... but, but yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Good. And she should remind you every day. <laughs> right. But, but, and, but, but, the, but she... But all your Yichus is not connected to her. All your Yichus is connected by the father. So then I would have thought... So I would have thought that, listen, your father's a big deal. All your yichus is coming to your father. Maybe you should be metame for your father. Kamash malan. Okay. So the, so the chiddush now is, is that you're going to be metame for both your mother and for your father. So according to Rabbi Akiva, even though these halachas could have been generated just by the word achiv, nevertheless, according to Rabbi Akiva, there's still going to be a need for the Torah to write both aviv Arguments could have been made in terms of had the Torah not written both of them, arguments could have been made why the Kohen Gadol should be metame for either the mother or the, for, the, for the father. The conclusion, of course, is no, but we're just simply dotting every I, we're crossing every T, according to Rabbi Akiva, what is the need, what is the purpose of the Torah, enumerating each one of them. Okay. The very bottom of Mem Testament, So now as we get to the end, So what is the, what is the need for that Pasuk? 
So uh, the alcohol lafuke rechokim, meis lafuke krovim. So the alcohol is coming to uh, to to talk about rechokim, meaning over here we're we're in the parsha. Sorry, uh, we we're in the parsha of Amor, and now we're dealing with the kohen gadol. So when it says alcohol nefashos, and then it says the word meis. So for Rebbe Kiva, what's happening over here? So alcohol nefashos is going on the um, on the rechokim. And the mace is going on the Krovim and Nafshos Afuke Riviazdam. She got some Mishne Mesim Shimatamabosh and Amra Kol Nafshos Mace Lo Yavo. And finally the word Nafshos it teaches me a, a halacha, an unusual halacha, which is, is that we're going to be learning. In fact, in just a moment we're going to be learning together. Riviazdam, a, a quarter <coughs> of a log of blood that 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 that, that, that uh, you come into contact with. So that Riviazdam is going to be Mitame. But according to Rabbi Akiva, but it has to be coming from one person. If let's say you have a collection of blood from two different remains, and even though you have now hit the threshold of Revias Dam, but they come from two different bodies, so that's not going to be Metame. The only blood that's going to be Metame is that if it's a Revias and it's coming from one, uh, it's the remains of one, uh, of one, uh, corpse. And not two corpses. Okay, Adkan. That takes us to the first half of today's daf. Uh, really, ju- it was obviously a really important exercise, but uh, when all said and done, the conclusions did not change at all from yesterday's daf to today's daf. Meaning, it's just a question of how to darshan the psukim. Rabbi Akiva darshans the psukim differently than that of Rabbi Shmuel, and so therefore we just went through. If you're Rabbi Akiva, so how do you account for every word in the pasuk? And that's what we did in the first half of today's daf. We continue. We're in Mem Tesem and we are now starting the Mishnah. And now, from here until the end of the Perek, so we are going to be treated to Thomas Mace. Okay, it's not going to be a long discussion. It'll be a week. Okay. But as you can see, these Dapim are really short, particularly short. So over here, we're going to have a discussion regarding Thomas Mace. And so uh, let's just quickly, let's introduce. So as a Nazir, Nazir has three Surim. In the sixth parak of the Masechta, otherwise known as the previous parak, so we went through uh, the three Surim. But the truth of the matter is, is that we only discussed two of them in detail. One of them we didn't discuss with any kind of detail. So in the previous parak, in the sixth parak, we talked about the product of grapes, and we talked about getting a haircut. And there we were specific about what exactly, which grapes, what part of the vine. We talked about how many hairs. So in other words, we went over the details of those Surim. But now we also know there's a third Isra as it relates to an Azir, and that is not to be Matama Lemes. Okay, we just learned both yesterday and today that other forms of Tumah, so the Nazir can have exposure to it. If it's Saras, exposure, that's fine. If it's, Zav, it's Ziva, exposure, that's fine. But Tumas Mace, you cannot have exposure. And we also learned together that exposure to Tumas Mace will do what? It will undo all the days that he counted. In addition to becoming Tahor, he's going to have to start counting anew. What we're going to be starting now a discussion today's daf and today's mishnah is going to be exactly what forms of Thomas Mace. Okay. And here it's going to get a little bit complicated. Today's daf happens not to be that complicated, but it's going to get a little bit complicated because as we're going to see, uh, there will be a bit of a Venn diagram regarding Thomas Mace and when the Nazi has to start again. In other words, a Venn diagram meaning that the circles do not perfectly overlap one, one another, but in other words, there's going to be a little bit of a difference between the Nazir's Thomas Mace and standard Thomas Mace. Standard Thomas Mace, we, the, in other words, what, how, do you, how do you know about standard Thomas Mace? 
it's very, it's very simple. I say this with tongue in cheek. And that is, is that you open up Oalos and you go through the entire Masechta, right? A series of Mishnayos in, uh, in, in Seder Taharus that will tell you all the rules regarding Tamas Mace. Okay. And yes, we're expected to know this at that point in time. Okay. It'd be easier if we could load that information into our head, but that's not the way the world works. In other words, go through Oalos. Was it 15 chapters, 16 chapters? More, I think more. Okay, anyway. And, uh, then, and then come back over here and then do our Mishnah. The truth of the matter is, is that the Gemara is going to highlight the differences between Tumas Mace regarding Nazir and standard Tumas Mace. All that information is going to be introduced to us as we go through our discussion. So the truth of the matter is, is that our Gemara is going to be doing a lot of the legwork. Let's begin the Mishnah. So for these Tumas, the Nazir is going to be Megaleach. We always focus on the shaving of the head. But the shaving of the head is just simply emblematic. It just simply means he's got to start again. Right? In other words, the Tahara process requires a seven-day uh, Tahara with a paraduma, sprinkling on days three and seven, toveling in the mikvah on day number seven. And what else do you do on day number seven? You shave. You shave your head. So because the shaving of the head is done on day number seven, so we always describe the Tahara process with giluach. Okay. So megaleach alameis v'alkaz. I'm sorry. So, al Okay, and here we go. Okay, it'd be good if we counted out over the course. We're going to just, today, all that we're going to do today is read the Mishnah. Tomorrow we'll start with the Gemara, but uh, they, we're going to go through each one of these points in the Mishnah. Al hames, Human remains, and a Kazais of human remains. Okay, so the obvious question, which we're going to start tomorrow, is what do you mean al hames? Obviously. Okay, So we're talking now about a kezayis of mace. When we say the word mace over here, we're talking really about muscle. Muscle, tissue. In other words, the soft stuff. Okay? And, and you'll, you'll forgive me, by the way, the, the Gemara is going to be very indelicate as we're going to be speaking in detail about human decomposition. Okay? And, and human remains. Okay? But in other words, when you're talking about Thomas Mace, this is obviously what you need to know, what we all need to know. So the Gemara is going to be graphic and the Gemara is going to be indelicate. But that's fine. In other words, that's, you know... It's the, it's the facts. So, a kazais so kazais is the, is basically the soft stuff, the, the muscle, the tissue. So, in other words, if there is a kazais of that much of human remains, so that is metame. And it's metame be'ohel. So that means to say that if you're under the same roof of, of a kazais menames, so you are now, you have had exposure to tuma, that, that tuma now has been transmitted, communicated to you, right? So we've gone over this numerous times. What happens is, is that tuma heads upwards, Meaning the tumma is like electricity. In other words, it's there, it's real, right? Uh, electricity is the greatest thing that was created so that we can understand Thomas Mace, right? In my humble opinion, right? In other words, is it real? Oh, you bet it's real, right? Stick, stick your finger in the, in, in the socket. You're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 that's the only, where the, the only place where the analogy falls apart. In other words, with Thomas Mace, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't get the shock. But in other words, but the uh, but, but electricity, can you see it? No. Can you smell it? No. In other words, it, it goes all past all your senses, but it's there. So Tumas Mace, the same thing. So the Tumas there. So what happens with the Kazais Menames is that it heads upwards, hits the roof, spreads out over the entire roof, and then descends. So as long as you're sharing a roof over, uh, with, with the Kazais Menames, so you're now Tumas. That is full exposure to Tumas Mace. You are now an Avha Tuma in in, in being in that house. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a house, meaning you could be outside and you could be directly over the mace. This is what's called being ma'ahil. You're the roof over the mace. Okay, anyway. So that's number one, kezais mena mace. Number two, val kezais neitzel. 
So Neitzel is going to be decomposing flesh. We'll talk more about it in the Gemara. Also, let's say the decomposition gets to the point where it's dust. Right? Uh, just, uh, I'm sorry for referencing, but just think of any of those old mummy movies. Right? Where basically all you're looking at, right, it's just dust over there. In other words, the de- decomposition eventually reduces the dust even if it's not buried. That is Molo Tarvid Rekev. Tarvid is a spoon. A spoonful of the dust of human remains. The Alashedra Vala Gugolas. We're talking now about the skull and we're talking about the vertebrae. Are we talking about the skull or the vertebrae? Or the skull and the vertebrae? Hold that question. We're gonna, we're gonna respond to that later on. Al Avram in a mace. A limb of the body. Val aver min karoi. And if it is an aver of a living person, but it has enough basar karoi, it has appropriate amount of flesh. Hold that point. Again, the Gemara is going to dissect and explain a lot better. What does that mean? Al chazi kavat atzamos al chazi log dam. Well, I'm going too fast. Al chazi kavat Now a chazi kav of bones. Okay, chazi kav of bones. Okay, uh, a word about bones in, 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 in Thomas Mace. Okay, a bone by itself in terms of Thomas Mace is not, is not mitame ba'ohel. We've gone over this point numerous times. Let's say it again today. And that is, is that if I have just a bone, one bone, two bones, a bone chip, so there the, it does not give off Thomas ohel. You need a kazais, you need dam, uh, you need a limb, uh, you need vertebrae, you need the skull. Again, not all together. I'm just... Uh, sorry, I'm just highlighting right now. But in other words, but bone by itself is not give off Tomas Ohel. However, if you have the majority of the collection of the bones, in other words, if we were anatomically to count up all the bones of a body. Now here, by the way, we're going to be as, at a slight impasse between our count and the Gemara's count. Okay, the, uh, the anatomy nowadays, if you, were to, if you were to take a class or you ask a doctor, so how many bones does a human, uh, human being have? He'll put the number somewhere just above 200. Okay. Uh, as far as the Gemara is concerned, so uh, where, where, does it, where does the number belong at? 248. Okay. And uh, right, uh, whatever. It's, a, it's an accounting issue in terms of what to count and, and how to count it. But in other words, the number is 248. And, and yes, by the way, the number 248 is significant. Right, 248 also represents a number of positive commandments in the Torah. Okay. And uh, not, not, not by accident. In other words... Right, the uh, number of places you can find connections between the two. Anyway, as long as you have the majority of the skeletal structure, so majority, this is easy math over here. If 248 is the, is the, is the total, so then the majority would be 125. Okay, so if you have 125 bones. Now, the, uh, what, the way Tosus understands our Mishnah, when it says, meaning that you have the 125 and... Those bones are big. They take up a volume. What's the volume? Chazi kav It is a half of a kav of atzamos. We will discuss in more detail. Normally, rova hakav. In other words, for standard toma, all you need is a quarter of a kav. And for the nuzzle, you need chazi kav. I say it now. We're going to come back and we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to spend more time with that point. Achazi log dam. Also, a half of a log of blood. Meaning blood is also going to be metame bala. How much blood do you need? So again, if you're used to hearing the word revius, there's a good reason why you're used to hearing revius. Because again, for standard mace, it is going to be a revius. For a nazir, the, the, the volume gets doubled. Okay? So in other words, for a nazir, it's not going to be a revius logdam. It's going to be chatzi logdam. 
which is double what you normally need in order for Thomas Mace. And yes, by the way, in other words, I'm, I want to validate a thought that maybe is going in, in, in your head right now. So in other words, we're learning together that you could be Tommy Mace and you don't have to reboot your Naziris, right? Anywhere between a quarter of a log of blood and a half of a log of blood. So what just happened is, is that you are Matame Mace, but you don't have to reboot your Naziris. Again, that, that's a correct thought. We're going we're gonna to talk more about that as we get through the Gemara. Now, in terms of how did you, how was that Tumma transmitted to you? In any one of the three ways. Contact, carrying, and being under the same roof. Now, let's say you came into contact with the bone, but magamasa, either contact with the bone or carrying the bone. Your tummy, your tummy makes. And on all of the above, the Nazir is going to be magaleach. And, um, so, 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 and, and the standard procedure of Hazan day three and day seven and undoing all of the earlier days. And when do you begin counting again? So hopefully you remember it's a bit of a machokis when you begin counting again. Whether it's on day seven or on day eight, our mission would seem to indicate day eight, meaning on the day in which you bring your kabanos, then and only then do you start counting again. Okay, Adkan. Adkan, different Mishnah, Adkan, that's, that's as far as we're going to get today. We're going to stop. Okay, uh, review of today's daf, uh, relatively straightforward. Meaning, and part one of today's daf, so just a dotting of the I's and a crossing of the T's. Rabbi Akiva Darshan's the Psukim regarding the Nazir. And the Kohen Gadol, slightly different than that of Rabbi Ishmael. And so in the course of today's daf, so we just simply saw, saw according to Rabbi Akiva, every halacha that we went over yesterday, how did Rabbi Akiva know these halachas? So because he darshan the psukim slightly differently. So that was the first half of today's daf. Good. And then the second half of today's daf, an introduction to Tumas Mace vis-a-vis a Nazir. So a Nazir now, if in fact he's Matamala Mace, he's going to have to restart Naziris, but before doing that, he has to become Tower again. We just <coughs> learned exactly what is going to can be considered exposure to Tumas Mace, requiring the Nazir to start again, and a little bit of a Venn diagram. In other words, it doesn't, and not all the time when you're Matam Lamais, does a Nazir need to start again, right? The two examples which are pronounced in the Mishnah is, uh, let's say, a half a kav of bones. Normally the halacha is a rova kav, a half a kav of bones. And number two is chatzi log dam. A half of a log of a dam, normally it's revius log. So fine. So we'll, we'll talk more about that as we continue here in the seventh paragraph.